But yeah. shout out to Phil Collins, though, man, because like, have you had a chance to meet him? No, man. Like, but if there's a dream collaboration, I'd probably overlook my Pharrells and Kanyes and go straight to Phil. Like, if wow. I could, I know he's cracking on and probably isn't making music anymore. But, bro, Phil, if you happen to watch this, get someone to hit me up, please. Let's make a a, a, a nice sad song. Tokyo tonight. Congratulations, first of all, on the, on the Grammy nomination, because uh, yeah. that's got to be exciting as hell. How do you even get like notified by that? Is it text now, or does your is it old school <laughs> style where you're, like your agent still calls you and they're like, "Wake up"? <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I actually found out super late. I didn't even know, and um, it was in 2014 that it was. Mm-hmm. It was I think it was a 2014 Grammys, and it was for Childish Gambino's album uh, because the internet. I did right. some uh, drum work on one of the songs there with Chance the Rapper. Right. And um, yeah, man, like I never even knew that it was getting nominated for a Grammy. And then I just found out super late that it was, that it, I saw it come up on the nominations. I was like, oh, are we allowed to swear on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. So I was like, oh, shit, like what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I'm nominated for a Grammy. It didn't feel real. You know, it didn't feel real because no one actually really told me. Um, but then once I found out, obviously I was, Stag man, and added that to the to the the list of many things that I've done in my career, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you were, did you when you got to go and stuff like that? Like, are you easily starstruck? Like, how does it like, or, or are you kind of like over it? Um, I think aside from when I was a kid, if I, I'm from a small city called Wolverhampton where there's not celebrities, so I never really saw anyone famous until I kind of mm-hmm. was in my teens when I was producing for people, but it just felt so normal because of how the whole like thing had happened. And I made this beat when I was 17, uh, a grime instrumental called um, the Woo Rhythm. And like every single UK MC who was big literally did like a freestyle to this beat and it became one of the biggest grime instruments. It kind of brought back grime music in the UK. And, you know, every MC who was big literally did a, a freestyle or, or a version to it. And that kind of put me out there. So I already had started working with all these big names before I'd even stepped out my house type of thing. Like, it was kind of crazy. That's cool, so, man. So I've never actually been starstruck as such, except for when I met Floyd Mayweather. I met him in L.A. Um, through wow. Slim from Cash Money. That He was kind of managing me at the time. And that was in, like, 2014 as well or something. But that was just mad. I was like, whoa, that's Floyd Mayweather. And he was like, what's up, SX? How you doing? <laughs> so I was just like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh that's my god! Man. Yeah, no, that would be that, that's a good one. If you're gonna be starstruck, I feel like that's that's the dude to get. Yeah, I feel like by. in music, not really. When you see like right. actors or actresses and people who are not really in music, it's like, wow, there are there are actually people out there who are yeah, not just in music. I know it's crazy. I like that kind of cross. Like I, whenever we have guests on the show, because we have like comedians, musicians, actors, and stuff like that on, and like I kind of love their appreciation for somebody else's art. 
Like yeah. it's it's cool when like they all know each other and stuff like that. But when they're like, oh my god, I just saw like you know uh, Gene Hackman the other day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just like, yeah, oh yeah. shit! Like that's it's no, for pretty, real, man. Yeah. I remember one time I was in LA and this was like the first time I ever went to LA, bro. And I saw Seth Rogen walking on his own. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yo, coming from, you know, Wolverhampton, a small city in the UK where, you know, like, but yo, I just was like, why is he just on the street right now? Like just walking there. And yeah. Like, oh, no, no one's. It's because everybody lives in LA and it's just normal. So I know it is really weird. I was <laughs> I had a meeting. Uh, I went out to LA and I had a meeting at uh, Jim Henson Studios. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'd done like a short film and I'm like driving around and I'm trying to find like where the lot is to park. And I just see this car parked uh, in an SUV type of thing. And there's like two dudes just talking and one's in the car. So I like pull up next to them and I just started asking him like, Hey, do you know where the entrance to the studio is? And it was Freddie Prinze jr. Oh shit. Yeah. And I was man. just, and he was fucking chill. And he's like, Oh cool, man. You got a meeting. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Because well, good luck, buddy. Yo, you just go around the Yo, yeah. LA is weird, man. Yeah, it was so bizarre. And I just drove away like, I didn't even say like, hey, I like your stuff. I was just like an, like, an yeah. idiot. Like, I was like, you're great. And he was like, so are you. And I'm like, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, it is really weird when you run into people there. My friend ran into Eddie Murphy shopping once. And I was just like, wow. what do you mean shopping? And she was like, just looking for a jacket. That's it, though, man. Like, Everyone's just a normal person and they got to do their normal errands. Yeah. And yeah. So it feels like LA is where that stuff happens at, man. Like people are, mm -hmm. that's why the paparazzi game's so big out there, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, it's, it's so big out there that it's almost like dangerous. Like I've seen uh, them kind of crowding on a street. Like, it, like I'm sure you've been like the Arc Light movie theater and shit like that. Like if you ever wind yeah, up yeah. going, yeah. If you ever wind up going when there's like a movie premiering, I'm like, I don't know how I would handle it if it was just like overwhelming like that. I can't, I think it was like Rain Wilson, somebody else is there. And uh, wow. it was just constant bam, 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 photography and flashing and photos and shit. And you're just like, how can you even enjoy anything? <laughs> you know, you're just going out yeah. for a minute. They're probably used to it, man. It's just what yeah, comes with like, I'm nowhere near on that kind of level, but just the little amount of, you know, I don't want to call it fame, but noticeability, I'm going to call it, that I have mm -hmm. like, that sometimes gets stressful, man, especially if I'm feeling a certain way or I'm not in the mood that day. But like, yeah. to have it nonstop guaranteed constantly at a mad level, like from the second you walk out the door, that must be. Right. You must get used to it, but it must be stressful. Like, because you can't yeah, do I agree. certain things, man. Yeah, if you're in like a bad, like, it's got to suck when you're not feeling it at all. Like, I feel like there's certain, mm. I've, had, I've seen certain people handle it like really well where I'm just like, oh, cool. That's just a mentality that they have about it. They're chill. And then like, but it's got to suck if you're just like having a fucking day and you're just like, I don't want to deal with it. But I guess that's just like what you've got to. Yeah, it's part of know, it. Just, yeah, man, it's what comes with it. Yeah. It's only Did like you... having a bad day at work or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're always at work. You're always, as soon as you step out of your house, you're like in the office. Yeah, man, literally. <laughs> yeah. You are the office. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, were you, uh, were you always interested in music when you were younger or how did that kind of come about? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I was always, my mom was always playing like house music and, and like ABBA and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. So I was always oh, nice. around music, listening to that kind of stuff. And then my older brother, Adam, he was a DJ. He mm -hmm. was playing me like Wu-Tang and all old school, like Southern hip hop and stuff. This was when nice. I was like 
I don't even know, like 9, 10, 11, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just got into that kind of hip hop scene subconsciously from, from so young. Um, and I'd always been heavily driven into like Southern hip hop, you know, at the time, like it was called the Dirty South, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then I kind of, I, I started playing the drums, man, when I was like 12, 13, and I got into rock music all of a sudden. So wow. I had this like fuse of like rock and, and hip hop but like country hip-hop so it was like a mad weird influence for like a 12 year old kid that's great to, to know these things and but then literally by the time i was like 14 15 i was making beats rather than you know like playing drums i started djing as well but i got bored of djing other people's songs mm. so i stepped into production nice. and that was when i kind of i just knew like from the second i knew you could make beats from a computer Mm-hmm. Bro, I thought you, I didn't even know what you needed to make beats, you know, but like when I knew you just needed a computer, I was like, oh, life changed. Right. So I just sat there and cracked the software. Like, um, how old were you then? Like 11 or 12. Oh, wow. You were still 11 or 12 when you started to go. Yeah, yeah, literally. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Just trying out. Like, I, I wasn't good at all until I was mm. like probably about 15. That's when I realized I can actually make beats and i knew that because i was working with you know local people from the area that were already pretty pretty well established man in, in the city so nice that made me knew like yo from then on if music was just in my blood or in my destiny i've never had to not to say i haven't had to like not work for anything because obviously i've had to work for it but sure. it's just always felt so organic and normal and like it's meant to be happening so i've never felt like i've gone out of my way to force anything you know it's just always been organic even with like yeah. the artistry me singing mm-hmm. i started doing that in march 2017 after all those accolades as a producer i just got bored man i had enough i always knew i could sing and write so nice why not man let's try it <laughs> let's try absolutely it yeah. yeah so you never had like a normal job i did actually but not at the beginning so like after all that success i had a grammy nomination i had a a gold record with Jeezy, a number one album and shit, like hanging on my wall. But right. I had no money in the bank, man. Because as a producer, if you don't have constant hits going, right, you don't earn money, you know. So um, I had to. I had a daughter. I still have her, but I had just the one <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, I got two daughters, so at the time though, I just had the one, and and we just wasn't making enough money to literally live. So. I had to get a job. Um, I feel no way or pride about that. Like even now, you know, like if things, God forbid, went downhill, like it's nothing to get a job, man. You've got to do what you got to do for your family, for the people around you, and for yourself. You know, you got yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but at that time it was just mad because I felt like I was failing in life for real. Even though I knew I was like destined to do something with music, I just right. it wasn't it at that time. I was pretty depressed, man. I hear you, and man. Then, it's a hard um, thing to get around when you're when you're yeah, as man. creative as you are, and you feel like you've you've done enough to warrant not having to do. Like you said, not like there's anything even wrong with having like a regular job, but like when you mm-hmm. feel like you've built yourself a decent career, and then for some reason it's still not hitting, and then you got to go back. You're like, oh, some days, like I still feel like that today, though. Sometimes, like it's not. I know where I have like aspirations to be in my dreams, but I, I might never make it to that right. point. You never know. Like it's just a reality. But just to think of where I've came from, from what I have done is absolutely crazy. And I never started yeah. doing this with the intention to get anywhere. I just did it because I wanted to do it. I was having fun. Yeah. Um, but so I think when it does start happening though, your goals change, you know, along the Oh way. yeah, absolutely. 
So do you feel mm-hmm. like, cause I feel the same way, man. And I, and I've had like, I've been doing stand up for 16 years and, you know, gone through the same thing, like different peaks, different highs and different lows or whatever. But it is kind of funny when you look back at what you've done, do you feel con- like content? Cause I kind of do in a way where I'm like, look, if it, if at this point, if I get to a point where I'm just not, um, you know, where I've got to kind of bow out, like I had a good run, you know what I mean? Like, not that mm-hmm. you're going to stop being creative, but you're like, I did do a lot and I did, you know, have these peaks and valleys and did some interesting shit and met some interesting people. Do you feel content? Um, no, nah, not at all. Okay. No, I know what I've got coming, man. And I know I have a lot of self built in frustration, especially right now, because yeah, I mentioned it on my Instagram the other day, but over the last kind of year or two years, as many of us with the whole pandemic and COVID situation, but just mm-hmm. speaking for me personally, how it's affected me, like, especially over the last year, I've had some personal issues happen. I had some things behind the scenes, like with the labels changing and, yeah. you know, just a bunch of things that happen in life that you don't really get to speak about. But that's right. made me kind of like withdraw a little bit from posting on Instagram, just being the artist or the person that I was before the pandemic, you know, I feel like a I different person. Plus not being able to really go outside as much at the beginning it affects us all man in many different ways totally. but i feel yeah, like I now it, with the i was gonna say i just think it changed the way a lot of people especially in the art think about how much like, they value their time more their creativity more you know how they're producing stuff and and exactly, what man. they're willing the lengths they're willing to go to like like there's just at times now where i just don't take certain gigs that i probably used to take because i would feel like yeah. you know i had to or that i wasn't doing a thing yeah i wasn't doing the job I had to do, but now I'm just like, it's not worth it anymore. And I can be creative in, in other ways. And I've been to a certain point where you're like, I don't need that stuff. And it's okay to say you don't need it. You don't have to say yes to everything. No, man. And I think like at the, the time that we're in today, especially like this year, it's quite like a thing online that it's, that's going around. I know a lot of people are inspired by Instagram quotes with backgrounds and cute things. So, <laughs> but now like one of those things that I see regularly on Instagram, even I've always known this is like, it's okay to be selfish or say no, or, yeah, you know, because it's protecting you and you always should come first, man. But a lot of us don't know that. And we learn the hard way or we might want to put ourselves out for others because maybe we don't receive that from others. There's many different factors, yeah. man. But, but as long as you put yourself first and you know, it's it's actually excellent to say no because you'll feel a lot better, man. Yeah, absolutely. How did your family feel when you started going into music and stuff like that? Were they worried about you or did they feel like you had it and they were just letting you run with it? It's kind of funny because I always used to talk to my mom and grandparents. Um, it was just me and my mom growing up. Uh, so I just used to talk to her about how I'm going to blow up when I'm, a, when I'm older and I'm going to be famous and be rich and all these things. And I remember like my granddad who passed away when I was, I think 17, like just months before that song we read and blew up. He passed away, man. I remember him saying to my mom, well, my mom recalled to me that he said like, is he actually going to do this stuff or is he just like, is it make believe in his head? Mm -hmm. But it's so crazy because I always use that as motivation because when I was a kid, he'd sit me down and be like, you know, you need to go get education, start your own business, don't mess around. And then like when I'm here, genuinely like focused as a 17, 16 year old kid and and, and he's saying like, is this really going to happen or, you know, just even at that age. But then when he passed, like, or it just started happening. I didn't even, you know, you know how yeah. I was saying earlier about it just being organic. 
it just started happening, man. So that's my awesome. family have kind of embraced it because it was happened so young, you know. That, um, yeah. Did they think it was weird, something man. that you were going to grow out of? Were they like, ah, he's, he's 13, he'll, it'll <laughs> pass? <laughs> no, I think my mom knew it was for me, man, because I, I took it serious, especially with like my drums. I, I had drum lessons and I really wanted to excel in that. And then I've always been like, from a kid, like if I'm into something and I want to do it, I'm going to go so hard until, you know, it does something. So yeah. that's what's always been me. And even now, so yeah, I mean, I think my mom knew Loki that like I was serious about it because I probably didn't show up about it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Like the craziest thing is I don't, I, we don't know each other. I've never met you before, but I can yeah. tell your passion about it even now, but I can tell how passionate were you about it then. So I, I can't imagine your parents didn't think like, ah, oh, he doesn't have the drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, like now my passion is still there, but because of the over a decade of experience in the industry at a, at a level, like, you know, working pro professionally, um, I'm just so used to it that I, I, it's not that the passion has left me or it's just that I'm, it's, it's normal. It's just like another day. Like it becomes a job rather than a passion. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, dude, um, something is it is that's the thing I think people who who don't actually like get into the fields that we're in, like or get into show business or any kind of art, is they don't realize that some days it is a fucking job. And yeah, it's not the most but like anytime there's a business side to this, I'm not I don't I'm not a business person. I like the creative stuff, I love graphic design kind of things, I like you know, video editing, I like performing, I like doing that kind of shit. Whenever I have to be in a meeting, I'm like Fuck. And it's not yeah. often, but, but I am just kind of like, fuck. This no, is I hate you. Yeah. I don't know. Like, especially with music, there's so many different sections to it. Like music, the actual music itself is like 10% of the whole spectrum right. of what, what, what surrounds it. Like, and, and I never realized that until really until 2020 when I had my like break in music as an yeah. artist like a, you know and i signed a record deal and i realized that there is all these things like marketing strategies and yep budgeting yeah. and all that stuff like i just wanted to make music whenever i made it and drop it whenever i want and just film a video in wherever with my friends and just have a good vibe and that and that is sx like you know just like yeah. organic yeah. good vibes man um, absolutely but man. then obviously it, it does excel into a different level and you kind of got to move with that man so that is the impression by the way that you get from listening to your music so that's the one thing that i got too is like oh, i you, do man. feel like you're having a blast and it makes you the listener feel good too yeah yeah, yeah. i mean a lot of my music and thank you man by the way but um a lot of my music i feel like is i wouldn't say it's negative because it comes from a, a, a honest place you know like mm -hmm. experiences in life or but they they predominantly i do think come from a, a sort of like heartbreak kind of place but i feel right. like not to speak too early on the album and things, but with the album and especially songs like All Night, you can instantly hear already how the adjustment, mm -hmm. not adjustment, but I, I call it a graduation. I feel like I've like graduated out of being this like sad kid that's got all these emotions in held sure. in from, from being a kid until I was, how old was I in 2017 when I started singing? I don't know, maybe like 26, 25, but right. just like, letting out all those emotions from then right in vocal form rather than in instrumental form that was just mad you know you to be able it, to... I, I find it interesting that you called it negative though like or like you in, in that kind of sense because even when music is about breakups or being sad mm. i find comfort in those kind of songs like you were talking about fleetwood mac before too like yeah, yeah. those songs are crazy Push you know dreams man. especially 
But yeah, when I, I hear I, it, it makes when, me when happy. True, true. But I think that's because of what we relate to it, you know? Yeah. What we take from it. But I, I feel like um, a lot of my songs are quite sad. Not sad, but just like a lot yeah. of the songs on the radio are not sad songs. They're pretty oh, much right. like, um, you know, just to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm trying to say is, let me delete that, what I said. Like, I didn't, I don't mean to say my music's negative. I mean it to say, like, it's from an honest place, you know, like, yeah, it's it's for relatable purposes. But I feel like with the album now where I'm heading, it's going to have sections of that stuff, but also where I love to have fun and make pop music and, like, experiment with sounds. And I haven't done that before. Like, I've always kind of just followed the normal SX protocol but now as i'm like expanding as an artist i'm working with different producers or writers and collaborating my brain and my sound has expanded man so that's awesome the album is gonna be mad yeah that's i can't wait man that's such a good feeling to have too when you know yourself that you've grown into something completely different oh yeah yeah that's a great feeling yeah um you know what my favorite thing is is when you hear a song on the radio that sounds happy but you can tell that no one's listening to the lyrics and you're like yeah guys this is fucked up that, that's literally 90 percent of my songs yeah that's what i was it's it really makes me super happy because i feel like i love listening to the lyrics and then analyzing stuff like for mostly it, it is that kind of thing but i just love when like a friend of mine is like i this song is a great beat and i'm like it's really dark yeah <laughs> i hear it man yeah it's so yeah, good though man. i think 90 percent um, of the songs that are out on the radio are probably are kind of trash like you know, yeah, because it is just made for I don't know like it kind of bums me out when I when I see that like because there's so many you know I hear a lot of people who are like older than me constantly talk about like you know the music today and it can yeah. never survive never last and I'm like it's because 90% of what you're being fed is garbage you're absolutely mm-hmm. right like you're not hearing because the radio won't play anything you know uh with any kind of meaning or anything like that. They just want to keep people listening for a minute and a half and then they tell them to fuck off. And the same thing with like award shows, you know what I mean? Like I get, there's a place for that in the same way that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but in the same way that there's a place for McDonald's when you want junk. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great to have it sometimes. Yeah. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And and that's why Spotify and streaming platforms are a blessing because it allows you to play what you want when you want you know and, yeah. and and it's right there man you know what oddly enough i find that there um i didn't even know this was a thing on spotify but i was making a playlist and then the other day spotify was like hey do you want us to randomly add things we think you'd like into the playlist and i was like i guess the algorithms man and yeah and they did and like some of them were like i don't want to listen to this shit but there was a couple i had never heard from before and like wow. from bands I love. And I was like, how did I miss this? And it was on some obscure album that they found. And I'm that's, like, that's really interesting though. That, that yeah. I never knew that they did that. Me neither. And it just came up out of the blue and they were like, Hey, we got something for you. And I was that's like, what, that's good all, though for artists because mm. they're getting put onto new, new listeners, you know? And, Absolutely. Yeah, man. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Was there uh did you have like a hero of yours when you were growing up? Because I meant you mentioned your parents let you listen to like ABBA and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. You were coming up, but who was your like big musical influence? Um I, I just love Phil Collins, man. Like yeah. you know, he's a drummer as well. Absolutely. And just like I don't know, the way that he can just manipulate his voice as well in, in mm-hmm. his songs, like he's just a genius, man. Um, yeah. You know, it's a shame that he's getting old. I saw a picture of him the other day. I know. Damn. 
I know, man. It is heartbreaking because you don't, I don't picture him that way at all. But when they wheeled him out into a wheelchair on stage, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Like, I hope he's doing okay, man, for real. Like, he, I think he went through uh, um, another divorce as well recently. Yeah. So that is always kind of heartbreaking when they're at that point and you're like, oh my God, like, how is this happening to this guy? Yeah, man. But yeah. shout out to Phil Collins, though, man, because, like, have you had a chance to meet him? No, man. Like, but if there's a dream collaboration, I'd probably overlook my Pharrells and Kanye's and go straight to Phil. Like, if I wow. could, I know he's cracking on and probably isn't making music anymore. But, bro, Phil, if you happen to watch this, get someone to hit me up. Please, let's make a a, a, a nice, sad song. Oh, beautiful. Dude, I'll clip this completely. I'll clip out me saying <laughs> I'm going to clip it, but I will, I'll fucking tag him on everything. I bet you any amount of money, if somebody could reach out to him, he'd be more than happy to collaborate. The thing I like about Phil Collins is like, he reminds me of like that miserable dad or that miserable uncle that's actually low-key happy and cool, but like <laughs> he's got to make you know that he didn't have it easy growing up or it's always been yeah. hard, even though he's fucking balling out out of control yeah but, yeah. <laughs> yeah man he, he just reminds me he's like a man you know like a man yeah. man type of thing like just, genesis like is him. a great band too yeah like man. people don't i feel like they don't get enough credit but they were they were a great fucking band i was about to go see them man they just toured the uk um mm. i didn't get to go was Sad. it because of covid no i was just busy oh okay <laughs> yeah man i feel like that's it's always something's better. booked in and then something comes up and it's just like oh yeah to go it sucks, yeah. dude. We've had uh, we had Everclear on. Um, we had uh, Art Alexicus from Everclear on, or whatever. And we had a couple other people on, and like just as things were opening back up, they were going back on on tour, and then I started to get booked, and I couldn't go see it because we were like, "We'll definitely come see you." Because in my yeah. head, I was like, "That'd be great," not realizing they play weekends and I play weekends. Literally, man. <laughs> like after the lockdown, like we've all been saying, "Yeah, we'll meet," but like now everything's kind of going back to normal. Like we are too. I don't even feel like my mind has adjusted back to normality. Like I don't really want to go outside as much, whereas I used to always want to be outside and just be in in public. Like you know, like just I don't want to be indoors. But now, yeah, it's so bad that I'm outside. It's crazy, man. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And like, even when I do go out, it's very like specifically oriented now, and it's not just like frivolous. And uh, I think I think everybody's having like major trust issues just with people in general because you're like i can't i can't forget and i don't know how long it's going to take me to um that there was just a sizable amount of the population that did not care whether other people lived or died so like it, it makes sense that, that that's how the world thinks man because like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, and i hate that i'm not saying i agree but like with the with the thing that's with the things that have been going on over the year, like everyone's became not selfish, but it's like, yo, we got to protect our family and our household first before we even totally, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, people was looking to like looking at people crazy. If they even coughed near you, like, (laughs) you know, like just the cough, bro. Like I was, I was, I remember being in the barbershop the first week of the, 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 it's starting, you know, like March, 2020, and I coughed, bro. Like I had like a little coughing thing. I didn't have COVID, mm-hmm. but I, like everyone was like, "Yo, yo, chill," <laughs> making me feel alienated, man. Like, I know. I'm just I hate trying it. to, you know. I remember being in a store and having to cough, and I was like, 
do I sprint the fuck out of here real quick? <laughs> <laughs> or do I like, For and then you're man. like trying to conceal it and you just I don't even want no smoke with no Karens that are trying to tell me about all of that. Like, I'm good. Right. Man. Yeah, no, I know. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> um, what was the, 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 basically like, do you remember a point where you were like, I'm feeling good about myself and confident enough to, uh trust my own instincts like as far as music goes like you know what i mean like were you always like that at like 12 or 13 or did you get to a point in your career where you were like i'm solid now i know exactly what i, I feel need. like i've always had like a vulnerability about that or not being 100 percent with myself but i've always gone with what i've wanted to do nice um, yeah get a gut instinct yeah i'd say so definitely and and anytime i end up not trusting my gut i i oftentimes wish that i did so yeah like most of us man just Trust in the gut because you don't lie to yourself. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's very real, man. What's your writing process like? It depends. It changes. It varies. Sometimes I just put a beat on or I'll be making a beat and I can't even finish it because I'm, I'm a perfectionist. So sometimes I'll like, and I'm a producer first. So if I'm mm -hmm. sitting there making a beat, my instinct always goes to let me finish this beat as max as possible. But right. nowadays I'll be just, I won't even get the chance to put the drums into the track. I'll just have the synths and I've got the melody going already. So I'll bounce the melody into, you know, what I record into and, and just start giving off these other melodies. And maybe I'll get like the first line could be, I don't know, like water in my bottle. <laughs> with a melody and then i'll have the next cadence with the melody but then i'll go away and just find out what words fl flow and rhyme next and keep right. part of the puzzle but then sometimes man i just put the mic on and it just comes out of me like it's all a freestyle it's always freestyle sure yeah i don't really sit there and pay attention to i'm not trying to be the best lyricist in the world i'm not trying to do that i'm just trying to get my emotions out and right. that's my music you know it's just it's an outlet of emotions. That's that was what I always used it for. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. Like my early stuff in 2017. If you listen to it, there's sometimes it was recorded in the wrong key with the mm -hmm. auto tune or or even like the the mixing. It was just terrible. But I didn't care because to me the raw emotion is there. You know, I'd, I'd never yeah. sit there and try to perfect the vocal. I just do one take, and if mm -hmm. it's good, it's good. If it's it's going out regardless. That's what it is. Because yep. imagine if I performed it live, I can't stop and be like, wait, I didn't like the way I did that. Let me, yeah, let me, you know, so that was how I kind of started putting music out. Whereas now I definitely be perfecting my vocals. All right. That's such a rare thing, by the way. I remember in like early 2000s, do you, do you know Brandy Carlisle? No. She's a great um, like folk pop singer, songwriter. And uh, one of her albums that she had put out, she just recorded it the same way you're basically you know, yeah. saying it like, especially one of the songs that had gone, I think it's called the story where it was just completely raw. Like her voice cracks because she had no intention of going back and editing it yeah. or like trying to make it sound you know, exactly right. But it makes the song because you can just feel the emotion and it. it's raw. That's it's it, man. unfiltered. And it's, it's vulnerable. It's, it's honest. It's, it's, I'm not trying to impress you with my vocals. I'm trying to make you feel this vibe, you know, what I'm feeling. Right. Um, I always say it like, I'm, I don't feel as I'm the best at explaining myself or like, talking mm -hmm. i feel like i jumble up my words but maybe when i watch things back like this i always make clear sense but when i'm saying it i'm like yeah what's going on but i know um, what you mean yeah. i get it yeah there's too so, much yeah, going man. on in your own head sometimes where you're like did i just you know what's crazy is have you ever been in a conversation with somebody where you're talking and you think you're being clear and concise and then they repeat back what you're saying to them and you're like 
It's not what I said. Yeah. Did I say it like that? Uh, most <laughs> days, man. That happens. <laughs> but, and you're but like, I, I think you're angry at me. Um, I said that to say, like, I, I apply that to my, I apply that to my music. Like, if I fuck up here or fuck up there, like, it's the same as me fucking up in a sentence. Yeah. It's just that society and charting and I don't know, whatever it be, has made us feel like we need to make things be spot on. But even if you go right. back and listen to songs from the 50s and 60s, man, like, there's some fucked up parts in the songs, like, where they're, they might even hit the key on the wrong, the, the wrong thing. And you know that tape was expensive back then. So, yeah. Fuck it, man. We'll keep it. <laughs> but what's crazy is, like, that makes the song, like, if I hear it any other way after that, I'm like, oh, this That's is it, terrible. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, I feel like, especially in a conversation, or even when like you're, I'm doing stand up or whatever. Like, it is a two way street though, and I have to constantly remind myself of that. Like, yes, even though, you know, maybe I was slightly inarticulate in explaining something, I feel like sometimes there's a percentage where the other person just isn't fucking listening, and I'm like, it's also on you. <laughs> but, it is because you gotta make them listen, but at the same time, some people just don't give a fuck. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, attention span isn't there, and maybe that's not their fault too. But it's just I like, know. if that's when I notice that's happening to me, I just stop talking. <clears throat> I understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the other thing too is like, uh, I think everybody has, especially after the pandemic too, we just kind of have to acknowledge that like everybody's got a little bit of something, whether yeah. it's a little bit of ADD or a little bit of OCD about a thing and our communication skills just need to get better. Like, you know what blows me away? Texting. I feel like I understand that people think it's great, but I really do. There's no inflection. You never yeah. know how somebody's actually sounding. And also, it's supposed to be instantaneous, <laughs> but it's not. Like, we've regressed <laughs> back to, like, Civil War style of, like, you know, like, fucking, no. you know. I'm uh, laughing because, like, th there's a certain tone that you have to be on text for people to not think that you're being a, an asshole. Like, yeah. So I'm just, like. I'm always putting LOL at the end of messages or like, you know, like just to de-awkwardize it. But me too. my mom will text me like, okay. Yeah. You know, or like a thumb up emoji. And in her head, like she's being with the times, like I sent an emoji, but it's like, yo, do you even like me anymore? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Dude, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. It's dismissive. Like when somebody, I can't describe the rage I feel when someone gives me a thumbs up because I feel like they're blowing me off and I have to calm down and be like, all right, look, I think it's, they it's just... always someone like definitely over the age of 40. They're definitely, yeah, yeah, man. You know what uh, I love for is me when anyway, they accidentally always... hold it too long and it blows it up, so it's a giant <laughs> thumbs up. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, fuck you too, dude. <laughs> that's that, that's that Facebook messenger right there. Yes, thank you, exactly. You're like, what the fuck did I do to you? That's funny, yeah, it's just crazy. And there's so much weight, so many ways to fuck it up. We just got to get better at it. Yeah, um. Man. So I want to go, I want to touch on something else that you had said too, just back with the, uh, we're talking about like having, starting with a beat. Do you have a, like a constant stream of music running in your head all the time? Do you feel like you're always hearing and working on beats, even in the background? Of Bro, like, it, it's a problem for me. Uh, I think I'm a highly sensitive person because mm -hmm. like sounds and all my friends like make jokes about this, but like if there's a sound that gets played right now, like. I'll hear it and I can recreate the sound like literally if there's outside it's like Arr! nice for some reason I'm the one who will pick up that sound and go Arr! You know? and, like, <laughs> everyone just starts dying but I do it because my brain just picks up sounds or like sometimes like 
my friends will say a wording or a cadence and then I'll turn it into a song. Like while they're talking to me, they'll be like, yeah, I don't know. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. But it's like, <laughs> it's the same exact cadence that they said it in. Like they said it in key in a little song and it just picked up in my head. And right. um, like when I'm in the studio writing, like I'll leave the beat just running while I'm freestyling. And then maybe just like something might come up on the TV in the background or someone might say something or, I'm listening in on my boy's conversation while I'm, you know, because I record in the studio with the music on at the same time just for the yeah. raw vibes while I'm writing. But he might say something and then that might be the first line of the song, like literally somehow without them even knowing. But it's just sounds in general spark. That's awesome. Something in my head that just makes me, I'm the sound guy, man. So are you able to, like, how much... Because that's that's crazy interesting to me. Because I always imagine when people are writing music, it's a solitary mm. thing. But it seems like social interaction and picking up on noises and cadences and the way people speak actually enhances what you do. No, literally, yeah, man. So, yeah, do you, was it was it hard during the pandemic when there was no like? How did you get that fix of uh, social interaction and like you know beats and stuff like that that you needed? I was definitely on PlayStation like every night, you know, online. Nice. So we'd be in the group in the party chat with all my friends. So that's mm -hmm. how I stayed socializing, but I don't always base it off that, you know, I'm just saying there's times right. where I'll hear sounds and yeah, things, but sound man is like, I always, I am the sound guy. Like I literally feel like sounds and I can replicate sounds with like, I can do accents and things. I'm not going to do them now because I don't want to do them on the spot. <laughs> but like when the moment well, I have a list like, here, I can just recreate the sound somehow. Right. Or, like, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. That's awesome. That's a unique skill, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, no, it is. But I mean, like, it's one of those, it's one <laughs> of those things that I, <laughs> it's one of, like, you need me to tell you, just so you know. You know <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of the times, if you didn't know to nurture it yourself, mm. where would you be? You know? No, for real, man. It's definitely inputted in my in my um, in my success for sure. Like yeah. having that skill. So yeah. Um, with this new album coming out, was it? Did you know it was going to be something completely different when you started? Did you did you set off in your head like nah. I'm going to do it this way? No. Nah, so for me, like the way it happened was, I was ready to drop my album um, around March, June, you know, March May kind of times 2020, mm -hmm. um, straight after the the pandemic had just started. Right. But at that same time, I had just signed a record deal, oh, so. Cool um my first ever record deal Congrats, and, uh, man. thanks man but it didn't it, the, the juxtaposition for me was like so different from from going well number one just releasing music independently but then also signing a record deal during a lockdown with uncertainty of what we can do to not go i don't want to go into that situation but it didn't end well so i essentially got okay i'm with a new label now but i owed um I don't want to go too deep into the business, but my first record deal was just for one album, whereas the one I have now is for two. So mm -hmm. with that delay happening from, um, you know, say, when was it? Like April 2020 to not being able to even release a project until August 21, you know? So it's right. like that whole year has allowed me to have that kind of space to graduate and upgrade my my sonics in my head and just you know sit on my own and 
nice enjoy new sounds man so i feel like it's just organically again just adapted into this new just the graduations man like like it's just when you hear it all my fans will know what i mean when i say there's a difference between mixtape sx and album sx because they've only ever heard mixtape sx you know this is my right. debut album so what i can say is you'll they'll, they'll see you know and you can already hear the the growth from 2017 till the last project so just wait for the album nice man that's awesome yeah, man. other than uh phil collins are you looking to like maybe collaborate with some other people in the future or do you still want to concentrate yeah. on like the solo stuff so the album also has collaborations on there obviously the first main single from there um i dropped who we are which was like a little feeder single from the from the album it might not right. even go on the album to be honest with you but oh really um, why i don't know man like i just feel like it might it might not i just for me i just can't say yes because i'll change my mind the day before and then everyone hates me so. <laughs> <laughs> i'll rather say no than say yes you know right but but um officially like all night is like the single from the album obviously with trippy red and that's one of the first i think i've done that's the first feature that i put on one of my like I've only done three features, I think, as SX. I've done features for, obviously, KSI and right. other friends of mine. But when it's the SX project, I don't really do features, man. Um, mm. And that comes to me just, number one, like, kind of protecting my own sound. You sure. know, like, SX is an artist in his own right, so I don't like to do too many collabs. But right. then I like to have fun and do it. Say, like, if my friends come to me with a record or I want to hop on that, I'll always do that, you know? Um, cool. But for the album... There's definitely more collaborations, so and we're starting with nice. Trippy. How did it? How did you wind up collaborating with Trippy? Um, that came through my manager, Mams. Uh, we had the song. I wrote all night in 2019 with uh, with Rico Love. He okay. wrote like "Sweet Dreams" for Beyonce, uh, "Motivation" nice, yeah. for Kelly. He's a legendary songwriter, man. Mm -hmm. um, and it's crazy, even that. Like I remember, I used to look up to him. I still do. He's a legend in the game and like a mentor, big brother to me now. But Nice. which is crazy to say but <laughs> i remember like i used to look up to rico and jim johnson who he mm. produced a lot of hits with at that time as like a duo and i'd be like bro i want to be jim johnson to rico you know like yeah. i want to be that person that's just writing hits every day just um that was my dream as a producer but the fact that you know the first single from my debut album is co-written with him and even that story is just mad how we met, you know. It's all because of Mams, Mams Taylor, my manager, you know. He knew nice. Rico um, before Mams was a manager, way before then. He was a wow. rapper, actually, um, and many other things. Mams has lived. There will be a movie about Mams Taylor one day. Just nice. <laughs> Who For would sure. you have play him? Oh, man. I'd let him answer that one. I couldn't right. do it for him. He'd be mad if I told him who I wanted to play. <laughs> No, no, um, gonna tell me after I, this ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really feel like um wait, what was I where was I saying? What was I saying? You were saying the collaboration with Trippy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. um Mams literally we had the song just before twenty twenty, um right. ready to put on the album. We were thinking I always knew I wanted a collaboration on it. We mm -hmm. um we sent it to Sway Lee originally, um and he jumped oh, on it, but we just for whatever reason we didn't end up putting it out with him on it and then it also had liam payne on it as well from one direction oh my god and he's from the same city as me we went to college together oh nice yeah man so we kind of did some back many different versions of this song has existed you know there is a version out there with sway lee trippy and liam payne on it and one with just 
there's many different versions, different beats as well. You know, it's changed beat a few times. Um, again, that comes to just like being able to sit with the song during the lockdown and see what works because it's always been yeah. a good song. How do you um, feel about releasing stuff? Because I, I kind of always find it fascinating that like uh, when I stumble upon a track from an artist that they just didn't release or they released it once or whatever, like do you, do you kind of hold that stuff as like your children where you're just like, this is mine and I'll decide whether or not it gets heard or are you excited when other people want to hear it? I felt like when I wrote it, where I was at musically with the songs I was putting out at that time, it just wasn't right. You know, I always knew that I wanted it for my album because I've been experimenting with like different pop sounds and yeah. sort of just left from the typical SX direction, you know? So yeah, that's why I'm so excited for the album, man, because it's just like, it's all came together organically and just, it feels like the time and I haven't been making much music from for the first, you know, eight to nine months of this year, of last year, 2021. Nice. I just took time out to just, you know, deal with my own personal things I had going on, which is also okay to do. I didn't realize, sure. you know, I felt like I had to owe it to myself to like make up for, you know, lost time or, but no, right. man, like I had to take a step back to, to take a step forward for sure. Yeah. Um, like maybe many of us during the pandemic too, you know, it's, it's been a great time to sort of refresh and restart. And Absolutely. Re and that's the thing. Like, I think people always think like, I, I have to earn your like like a rest or like a time mm. to break. But if you don't take that time, then your art suffers. That's it, man. And, and I felt like I saw that happening, you know, genuinely, if I'm, if I'm being honest, especially with changing into going into a record label, like the label I'm with now are amazing, man. Like they let me do what I want to do. They input, appropriately and it's like the best situation in that sense you know for sure um that's awesome yeah man so I'm, I'm just excited for the album like that's where my head is at now um which is a blessing for me personally to say because like i said i haven't been making music or even wanted to so i feel like now i'm yeah. just back in this cycle of going to studio every night or every other night and it's just coming to me man so i'm i feel blessed man to be able to say it because i felt for a minute like yo am i going to be able to get this album together you know um, yeah so it's got a journey behind it as well like it's i'm just excited man for people to hear it because it's good fucking music for real that's like, awesome dude yeah man what's the um when it, when it comes out like because i guess if it wasn't weird times and omicron and all the other shit going on would you naturally be taking you know your stuff out on tour like how would that kind of work yeah man like that was the whole plan we were gonna yeah. drop the album do a tour for like the whole fucking year damn near and you now know, it's what um, in June, you said? Yeah, that, uh, 2020. That would have been. That would have been. Uh, June, the, yeah. the tour that's coming up now. Uh, yeah. Was the tour that was meant to was that tour? Right. So that was meant to happen in May 2020, and it's fucked up because it was meant to happen tomorrow, start tomorrow, after all the rescheduling. Right. But obviously, <clears throat> with my schedule that's coming up and risking it with COVID, and so many people close to me are getting COVID right now as well. Same. Yeah, so everybody I can't I know afford is... to risk it, man. I literally can't afford it. It's a game of chess at this point, you know? So yep. even though I have to let the fans down temporarily, I have to do what works best for us all because in the long run, yeah. you know. I think yeah, they man. understand, though, too. Like, I've noticed, you know, I mean, all my, all my dates had to be moved this month to, like... And, of course, like, if the club winds up taking responsibility, that's even better because mm -hmm. you don't have to be the bad guy to do it. I'm always like, yeah. Christ. Like, you know, the universe, man. 
Yeah, right. And then, uh, but at the same time, like I've seen a lot of other bands that like post on their social media, like, hey, you know, in good conscience, we can't, you know, for the safety of the crew, yada, yada. yada. I think yeah, that man. goes over so much better. I, I, I don't think there's as much blowback. I think you're going to be great. But it goes over a lot of people's heads. Like, if one person in our touring party gets sick, then the yeah. whole tour has to stop because, you know, like it's, it's not yeah. a joke, man. So it's just like, it's long, but it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. just, but in June, the album will be out. Everyone will be Perfect. able to come to the shows. Um, well, hopefully, man. Yeah. Yo, I ain't rescheduling it again. If this tour ain't happening in June, <laughs> like I'm refunding everyone. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go again when we're. Really... Nah, I'm playing. If you but, want, um... I'll cut this too. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah. You're like delete that. I didn't say that live <laughs> or on air. <laughs> but nah, man. Um, the album will be out by then, so obviously we can just plan where I'm heading for the next tour. And I want to try and drop another album towards the end of next year, or at least the first quarter, sort of quarter four of 23. Because, right. And now I'm back in this cycle of like feeling good about making music again. I'm, I'm, that's where my head is at, you know, like this album ain't even done yet, but I'm, my mind's already like, what's next? So, yeah, that's, that's also a problem for me, man. Like my, I, I have many tabs open. You know, like mental tabs. So one of tabs the tabs is the open. album being finished. One the other one is the next one. <laughs> yeah. It's a dangerous cool. game, man. <clears throat> How long, at what point into the process do you already start thinking about the next album? Man, I don't know. I, I just feel like I know the music I'm making right now and I know where I'm going to head after it. Nice. So that's why I'm so excited for it because it's just like, I feel like my second album will be the one where you know, people are actually like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, this guy is actually the guy, you know. That's great. And yeah. I don't even like to speak about myself in that context, but I'd be lying if the music I'm making right now is not making me feel that way because I've listened to the biggest artist album that have came out in the last two months, all of mm -hmm. them, and I'm not saying my music's better. I'm not that, per you know, it's not, there's no such thing as better, but the feeling that it gives you and the difference is there, although it's, it blends right in right you know yeah man. but you can tell it's genuine by the way when you're coming from a that that place of like honesty where you're like i don't I, yeah. you said like you don't normally talk about yourself this way but it's not like you're bragging about bs that might happen but never will yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like you have a, you can tell you have like a clear vision and you know where you're going so it's great i just know that it's the best music i've ever made in my life so i have to be excited about that you know like yeah otherwise there's absolutely. a problem <laughs> Like, totally that's the same as me saying don't listen to my album it's whack <laughs> you know like, but no yeah. genuinely man like I i'm proud of myself because overcoming some of the things i've can't overcome this year mm -hmm. um and just getting back on the horse man and i'm riding it we're riding right now so i'm, I'm great right. <laughs> you know that's gonna be a gift right it's just you doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it dude um so what I, I'm going to ask you a few questions that we ask every guest that's been on the show. Mm. Um, one of them is uh, if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self and give yourself a piece of advice that would help you today, what would it be? Yo, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> right? <laughs> buy Bitcoin <laughs> and, uh, and just hold on to it, man. And make yeah. sure that you never lose where it is. Don't yeah. ever lose where it is. <laughs> right? I fucking feel that, dude. I nah, buy Bitcoin and also just trust the process, man. Like, yeah, that would be what I'd tell myself because one thing I've realized is like, you can be given advice as much as you fucking want, but like, until you've lived through it yourself, you can only ever take your own advice, you know, yeah. like in my opinion. Like, if an older person or more wiser 
comes and says to me like, oh, don't do this. You know, you're going to regret it when you, the only reason they know that is because they've been through it, you know? Absolutely. And I'd be not living my life as best possible if I don't go through it. Because yeah. I need to experience the, the the lessons, you know, to to know what they are. Like, I can't just be like, oh, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, that's great advice, though, because I feel like for some reason our generation has drifted away from actually listening to people older than us and acknowledging that they may have had life experiences that we haven't had yet. No, it's true. It's a weird thing, dude, because I, I find that very dismissive. But like when I was younger, I hung out with old people, all, older people all the time. Not like mm. saying an old folks home. I made it sound like I was at a nice nah. like, guys. Hey, man, if that's your thing, bro, I ain't mad at you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what but no, I feel like. It's just okay to be your own person as well. Yeah. You know, like that's another thing I tell myself is like, there's no right or wrong in this world. There is wrong, obviously. Right. But right. like, you know, if we take away the the, the weirdo thoughts there, what could yeah. be wrong? But if, if there's anything you want to do in your life, you know, just do it, man. Like, because right. it's about making experiences and learning lessons and being able to be like, okay i tried it but it might not have worked you know and that was my theory with singing like i was always like an overweight kid and younger and as a producer i didn't have confidence in being me and being sam until the age of like 26 and i i kind of low-key hate that because i felt like i never became like me 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 until mm -hmm. i was you know over 25 which is already like kind of older you know yeah i know what you mean it was but, it was around um, when I was 24 for me, same, oddly enough, like that was like the year that I was like, holy yeah. shit, like I can just kind of fuck around and do what I want and not have to be like beholden to weird shit. That's it, man. But man, that's, that'll be the biggest advice. Just buy crypto and, and just do what you want to do, man. Yeah. This is my producer, by the way. This is Tom. Tom. Hey. What's up, Tom? <laughs> Pleasure Sam. to meet you, Sam. I apologize that I was caught in my own little dystopia today. And, uh, <laughs> Yo, I wish it happens, man. Right? I was sure we were going on later. I saw somebody made a comment earlier that it's not tonight. I was like, Matt, it's tonight where SX is from. And <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's I, true. I, I got so many questions for you. You're killing it out there, by the way. I oh, want to say you, that. Really, really do appreciate the music. I was, I'm, I was pretty brand new to it, but you are really doing it out there. And I, I wanted to know like uh, a little bit more of like your influence. So, so many incredible artists that you've worked with already. So I don't know if John did this already. I'm sorry, John. We went through the no, it's okay. We went through the influences. <laughs> did we? I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I wasn't even gonna say influences. I wanted to know. Well, like... I actually only said that my influence was um for uh, uh um Phil Collins, but but yeah. also I'm heavily inspired by Pharrell Williams, Kanye West, because they were producers first, you know, right? And yeah, and already had major successes as producers, and then delved into artistry. So and quite right. old, like later in their life as well. Not to sound old, but you know. We were just saying, like, starting singing at 26 is kind of like, what? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. So I also am heavily inspired by fashion. Like, I only wear shorts. I don't. I was going to ask of... you if you're wearing pants. That was, like, one of my first questions nah, that I wanted to ask. legs are out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, like, you know, so delving into, into fashion and, and sort of seeing where I can head with that in the future, shorts and that's where i want to be man but i just believe in timing and doing it when it's right if i start doing it all now i'm gonna not be even making music so yeah, yeah yeah absolutely you have so much and i feel like you're still young i feel like it's you know even though you feel yeah. like you're old for getting into it it looks like you've been in the game for a minute like you've had a lot of influence yeah. already too it's because i started deep in the game at the age of 17 so 
10 years in, I was 27. Like, that was when the fucking lockdown started. So now I've just turned 29. I feel like a granddad, you know, for real. But, <laughs> but anytime I say that to old people, Still young. Me, they're like, yo, shut up, man. You know what I'd do to be 29 again? Like, <laughs> yeah. But they always say, I remember feeling that way when I was 29 because you're about to be in your 30s and, you know, it's not like it's I'm getting younger. Like... Let's put it that way. So yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. It's going to be your serious, best decade, you know? man. It's going to be your best decade. <laughs> yeah, man. Right? That is such a weird society thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a weird society thing because I had the same thing when I turned 30. I was like, well, it's over. I bet I best dig my grave. It's really not, man. Like, it's really not. If anything, it's really just beginning. Like, yeah. Because, you know, you're a real adult and so in control of your own life more than you ever have been, I guess. So, absolutely. That's what I always said, too. I was always like, 30 to me wasn't an ending. It was like, it was just the beginning because now you have all the energy you have at 20. But you have money. So now you yeah. can do all the things that you couldn't do it. Maybe you had money. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about? Did you get a check when you turned 30, dude? I got what, did you I not got, get I yours? Got... <laughs> Is that a government thing? I don't understand. I got that look like we're not putting candles on your cake anymore. That's what I got at 30. <laughs> and they're like, you're done. No, I have to do something big for my 30th though. Like Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna do something. I might even drop some music. Come to New York. I was gonna say, have you been to this side of the pond yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've toured. Um, I've been coming out. My my family are actually American, man. Um, nice. But I I actually toured in America um, in 2018 with Lily Allen. I came out there, so Lily, yeah. I've, I've I've pretty much been across the the whole the whole country, man, and 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 seen some wild things. Quite literally, like you know, just. <laughs> When we was driving in those like scary country lanes, like <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I saw, but there was like hyenas and things and like random <laughs> like bears, man, just in the fucking road, like yeah, uh, like four in the morning. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's it's weird, weird. I, I drove cross country, and the shit you see when you leave what you, what is normal to you, like I, I'm from like Jersey, and uh, uh, you know we have deer, we have raccoons, you know what I mean, like that kind of shit. Um, but when you're driving across country, you do see some fucking weird animals that are normal to everyone else but you. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. I saw, like it wasn't a deer, but it had. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know what it was, man. But it wasn't a deer. But <laughs> it, but it was a deer at the same time. But it wasn't a deer. Like but right. it had these big ass fucking like moose type things. Was it an head. elk? Could have been an elk, bro. I don't know what it was. It was like a bear collaborating <laughs> with deers. Like wow. for real. Was it a cryptoid? Did you see? <laughs> that's great, dude. I'm looking at I'm looking to see Bigfoot or the Mothman. I feel like people have had so many experiences where they've seen shit like that, and I'm like, I just want to see one, just one. Yeah, man, just one. <laughs> just I don't care which one it is. Or well, the Loch Ness the monster. As well. That would be great. That thing's got to be dead by now, though. I right? used to have right. nightmares about that guy, man. The Loch Ness really? monster. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, because like my my cousin's mom, she was Scottish. And um, yeah, it just felt very real as a child. Yeah, a lot I, I feel you. I had some shit. I used to live in Arizona, and we had some weird shit going on over there. Yeah, like, Arizona's a weird place, man. One hundred percent. It's it's it can be frightening, especially at night when you're just driving and there's like you know five hours worth of desert, and you're like, I'm gonna yeah. die here. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great night out in Tempe, Arizona. I used to live there. That's where I used to live. Yeah, crazy night, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Tempe wasn't that crazy when I was there. What did you I do? I don't really remember much of it. That's why it was crazy. Like I just remember waking up the next day and I was 
my manager was with me and you know i'll just i'll just i'll leave it there come on <laughs> we want the good stories on dystopia tempe is a big college town yeah so that's i'm true. sure there were some fans involved there were some fans around um <laughs> at the show where were you where would you perform in tempe um oh man i don't even know maybe i'm good with that stuff man the marquee okay yeah, I don't know how I remember that, but I just do. Like, yeah, yeah. Tech I can is great, man. That's see the crazy. schedule, the tour schedule. That's what I'm looking at in my head. So maybe I have photographic memory. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm looking at the sheet in my head right now. Nice. So yeah, man. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm I lived there for four away. years. Say again. I said I lived there for four years. It's crazy that you had a wild. I've never heard anybody say I had a wild night in Tempe. So this is this made my whole night. Nah, it wasn't actually in Tempe. It was in Scottsdale. Oh, Scott's oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but the show was in Tempe. That makes Tempe, more sense. Tempe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we then me and Mams went on a night out in in in, in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. Scottsdale's great. Scottsdale was great, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I gotta ask you if you had to, uh, um, what had to end in your life, good or bad, for you to wind up where you are today? Say it again. What had to end in your life, good or bad, for you to wind up where you are today? Um, well, I'm not sure. I'll say this. like, I broke up with my kid's mom when I was 25. Hmm. And then that's what made me start singing. Nice. Pretty much, I'd say. So I'll go with that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, man. Just that's for me, nice. that was like one of the first things in my life where I was like, wow. I don't know, like, how can you break up with someone who you've been from with when, from when you were like eighteen, and then yeah. you got two kids with them? That made me feel like life wasn't real, you know, because like that's not to me. That's not a part of my club, but we just couldn't like live together, or whatever. That's just normal. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's what made me be like, yo, I'm about to just do some different shit right now. Like, you know, I'm not about to be a fucking stay at home dad. I'm about to be the sickest dad in the world. <laughs> and for my kids, you know, and just like yeah, change my life. So I literally did it, man. That's you great, know? dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. But that's what that's what made that happen. I'd say. Um, and if we were in a dystopia, a real dystopia, uh, yeah. how would what you actually want... is a dystopia? Like, um, it's it's basically like the world's upside down. So like you know, it, w- it would be like uh, you know, if climate change actually did wind up like finally hitting us, and there were like five, basically what we're living in: fires in California, you know, uh, crazy okay. world, aliens invading, aliens invading, zombies, yeah. Stranger zombie Things around. type shit. Yeah, yes. Stranger Things type shit. Yeah. Yes. If you were, okay. how would you want to go out? Uh, would you want to be like zombies, aliens, volcano? Like, what would be your epic uh, one way ticket out? I'd probably be like chasing someone, like. <laughs> Like some zombies, I'll be going out like a G. I probably wouldn't go out, man. I'd probably just stay in the underground <laughs> like bunker. That's and great. Just be dude. chilling. <laughs> I would be the only human left, actually. Fuck that. I'll have my whole little man cave with the PS5 in there, the studio. Somehow SX still keeps dropping music during it. You know? <laughs> That'll be me, man. Just dropping bangers. Great, dude. What's your what's your PS5 game of choice? Right now, Call of Duty, man. There's not yeah. many PS5 games out, but I'm a Call That's of Duty true. guy, so yeah. Man. Call of Duty is great. Call of Duty, Gears of War, is my are my two favorites for that. Gears of War was a banger back in the day. Right, that. that was like my. I still love that game, man. Gears of War three, my friends and I played relentlessly. That was a classic. I just don't have Xbox anymore, boys. I know. 
Yeah, that was like the Xbox. I still have my Xbox because of Gears of War. I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm like, no, I'm not I, giving I, it up. I really want to get um, an Xbox 360 and play Call of Duty 4, the old Call of Duty 4, like oh, yeah, Modern yeah. Warfare, not like a nice. remastered one. I want to play the OG one with the bad graphics and yeah. the glitches and the hacks. Oh, man, you could totally yeah. find it, uh, that on like eBay or some shit. I bet you get For a sure. deal. Yeah. Speaking of gamers over on Twitch, uh, Ryan Davis says SX is the best artist ever. We got a fan checking in from the Twitch side. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Davis, man. Nice. Um, well, dude, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast talking to you. Oh, and, thank uh, you, man. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with the new album. Can't wait. And you got to come back, dude. You got to come back. Bro, please, man. When the me. album's out, let, let, let's do it. Let's 100%. do it, dude. Absolutely. Looking yeah, forward man. to it, man. Yep. Thank you so much, man. I'm sorry I only got here for a portion of it. I'm look next time I will be here for the whole thing. John will check it in, in the last 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, no, it's no problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good meeting you, dude. I Take appreciate care. it, guys. Thank you, Thanks, man. man. Have a great Peace. one. Dystopia tonight.